Okay, people. So, it is time for another echo chamber. And to be honest with you, people, I feel like shit. So, um, yeah, we're just getting straight into it this week. You know what I mean? No top ten. We're just skipping all of that. Um, we've got four films. So, um, enjoy. And yeah, let's, let's just get Okay, people, so we are our little venture back, you know, looking at some more recent older films, right? So today we're starting off with Uncharted. Okay, so, you know, I've been going through some of those films that dropped during lockdown. We did Bill and Ted um, last week. And this week, I decided to finally check out Uncharted, right? Based on um, computer game series, which is, I feel it's been going around for a while, right? I believe so. I don't know. I don't play uh, computer games anymore, man. Oh, yeah, I did love my Commodore 64 back in the day. But uh, yeah. You know, this film dropped in, uh, I don't know, what, earlier this year, I feel? I think that was right. It might have been, like, I'd lose track. I'd lose track. But, yeah. So, um, you know, it hit Now TV. I was like, yo, let me check it. Right, it's directed by Ruben Fleischer, uh, written by Rafe Judkins, Art Markham and Matt Holloway. There are a, a lot of producers on this. Oh my gosh. Like Ari Arad and Avi Arad. Uh, Alex Gartner. You've got Charles Roven. Executive produced by Evan Wells, Carter Swan, Azad Quiz. Wizzlebash, Art Markham, Matt Holloway, Tom Holland, Ruben Fleischer, Neil Druckmann, Robert J. Doraman, David Bernard, uh, line produced by Fernando Buffil. Do, 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 and Arno Newber, along with Carlos Ruiz Boqueta. is co-produced by Charlie Wobocken, uh, Henning Mulfenter, Christopher Giza, and Elise Callis. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of uh, people doing their thing. It's also associate produced by Brian Rayer. Music is Ramin Dajawadi. Uh, cinematography was Chong Hoon Chong. It's edited by Chris Lebanzon and Richard Pearson. Casting, we've got Denise Shaman, Priscilla John, Orla Maxwell, Yale Moreno, John Papasidra, and Anna Liana Slater. Production design is Shepard Frankiel. Um... And our cast, well, Nathan Drake is played by Tom Holland, Victor Sullivan, aka Sully, played by Mark Wahlberg. We've got Chloe Frazier, who is played by Sophia Ali. Uh, Joe Braddock is played by Tati Gabrielle. We've got Santanigo Moncado. 
played by Antonio Banderas. Um, his father, Armando Moncadado, is played by Manuel Di Blas. Um, we have also got Young Nate, played by T Tyrion Jones. And his brother, Sam, young Sam, is played by Rudy Pankow. Uh, we've got a couple of henchmen, the Scotsman, played by Stephen Waddington. Hugo, played by Pingy Molly. Uh, we have Carlos, played by Joseph Bordarama. Goldie, played by Serena Pasadino. And Zoe played by Alana Bowden. Um, yeah, that's uh, I guess it's Sister Bernadette. She's played by Georgia Goodman. But I would say that's probably uh, our main lot, really. Um, yeah. Now the gist of the flick. So street smart Nathan Drake is recruited by seasoned treasure hunter Victor Sullivan to recover a fortune amassed by Ferdinand Magellan um, and lost 500 years ago by the house of Moncada. What starts as a heist job for the duo becomes a gold globe-trotting white-knuckle race to reach the prize before the ruthless Santiago Moncado, who believes he and his family are the rightful heirs. If Nate and Sully can decipher the clues and solve one of the world's oldest mysteries, they stand to find five billion in treasure and perhaps even Nate's long lost brother Sam, but only if they can learn to work together. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah, that's it. Um, and I guess, right, it's this film is kind of like a Indiana Jones. You know what I mean? Um, I feel that's what they want this to be, right? An Indiana Jones-esque franchise. I can't remember if it, the Uncharted came before or after Lara Croft. But again... It's a very similar thing, you know? So this has... They've been talking about doing this film for friggin' years, right? For ages. People wanted, like, Nathan Fillan to be, uh, you know, Drake, right? That, you know, there was a huge campaign at one point for that to happen. But, uh, yeah, didn't didn't go to plan, you know, and they got Tom Holland, who, look, we, we, we know what Holland does in Spider-Man, he kills it, you know, I mean, he's done well in other films and all of that, so, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it, 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 it's, I, I think they, yeah, they, they kind of put together a decent enough, um, endeavor if that's your bag right if you like that sort of thing then i think i think this might work for you you know i mean for me it felt a little mission impossible too you know what i mean little mission impossible one was crazy it was fun it, it wasn't like you know, they definitely, in the later ones, they've stepped it up. But Mission Impossible 2, it was like, they realised, oh, the, the, the whole face, false face thing was good. So then we just, they went over the top with it. They used it so much, right? So much. And you're just like, okay, <sighs> again. You know what I mean? It just felt a little lazy. And the like the one huge thing in Uncharted, so many double crosses. 
so many double crosses. And you're just like, wait, what, what is happening here? Right? When you're trying to, uh, you know, elude bad guys, right? You, you're trying to ensure you don't get killed. You're not hanging with people who have repeatedly double-crossed you. It's just not a thing. You know what I mean? And there's a lot of stuff that goes down which just seemed real unnecessary, right? You'd be like, wait, what? What is... I don't understand. Why? Why? Why are they doing that? What's going on here? You know what I mean? It was a bit odd. You know, like... It's a lot of cliches, you know, the two brothers, one has to leave. It's like, I promise I'll come back. You know what I mean? It's just like, ah. I don't, it's like, I don't know how much of this is in the video games, how much is being, you know, artistic license to flesh out the film. I don't know. You know what I mean? But, yeah, like the whole thief part, didn't really seem necessary, right? It, it was just like, ah, uh, what, what are we doing? You know, he's, he's a barman. Of course, he's a great barman. Like, he, he, it's always kind of interesting with these things. You've got someone, look, he's a barman. But he's living in a very nice place. You know what I mean? And look, Real estate in New York is crazy expensive. So many people I know, you know, they, they, they're like flat sharing because to afford it, you know, the rent yourself is insane. So how the fuck is a barman doing? You know what I mean? It's just little bits like that that you're always kind of like, hmm, what is happening? We at least see him work out, right? We at least see that he works out because to do all the jumps and all of that, you're kind of like, mm, I don't know. I don't know about that. That seems uh, very unrealistic. Like we start off with this whole sequence from a helicopter, no, no, it wasn't, it's a plane, yeah, it was like a, a carrier um, jet thing, do they call it carrier jet, a harrier jet, one of those big things which you put stuff in, you know, it's one of those, and all the, all the kind of uh, crates have come out, and he's hanging by his foot, and it's just fighting and jumping, and just all of that, everything that would be very impossible, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, being, holding on with one hand to something as you're falling and then you've just got the wind and just, yeah, that's not happening, right? And even if you work out, like, jumping and hanging and uh, you're just like, no, 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 no. Traveling at that speed, and grabbing so you're most likely going to dislocate your fucking arm. You know, there's just so much stuff which you're just like, wait, what? Huh? And I think that's the big thing. We open up with that sequence and I get what they're trying to do. Give us this action. Be like, yo, this is what you can expect. But I was just like, what kind of foolishness is this? You know what I mean? It just seemed crazy so then we kind of go boom and it, you know it's one of those ones where you start midway but then jump to the to, you know to the beginning and tell the story <laughs> um so yeah that's what we do you know there's there's just all of these things like some but i, I know i know your brother we can do it. and it's just these lies right all of these lies and everything like that just they would give anyone pause, right? It, it just seems kind of weird that it just continues and continues. 
then you've got, you know, like double crossing on the bad guy's side, right? The son and the dad, just all of that, and just like we don't, we, you know, the dad's like, I'm gonna give away our fortune. Ah, oh, it's dirty money, and he's just like, oh, what? Because he's an old dude. He's probably what eighty or something, and you kind of think, okay. What was the thing that caused you to have this revelation, right? Because it's not like they wouldn't have known <laughs> where their fortune came from. So what was the thing that sparked this change of heart, you know, at such a late stage in life? You know what I mean? There, there's these things that are lingering. And necessarily we don't need to know, but it kind of then makes the double crossing and things like that more like, okay, right, I get it. Because otherwise it's just a bit like, eh, all right, fine, fine, let's do this. You know, there's obviously a connection between Sully and Joe, which we don't have a clue really what that is. Were they partners? Were they lovers? What was the deal? You know, just all these things that get thrown out there and just left dangling in the wind. I don't know if it's like they expect to kind of, oh, we'll pick up this thread in a sequel because, yeah, like, especially we get two cutscenes which just speak to the sequel, right? Are there to get you like, oh, there might be a sequel. You know what I mean? That, and I think the film made enough money to probably get that I, I believe they're talking about it right now but yeah there's, there's a you know sophia lee's character chloe right there's a there's just a bit where she's like um oh i've been backstabbed too many times to to realize that you can't trust anyone and it's just like Okay, when someone has saved your life several times, it, it, you're, you're like, I can't, you know what I mean? It just seemed, it, it was, it's a weak explanation for this pointless bit, right? And that was a thing that was just too many of those situations where I'm just watching this and I'm just kind of bored, right? Like, I think we, I think most people will know, if you find a relic which has been kind of stored in a vacuum as such, and then you put that to the, you know, air, it's going to fall apart, right? So just <laughs> that whole thing at the end, you're just like, yes, yeah, never gonna happen you'd never do that what the fuck it, yeah it was all a bit it's all a bit weird all a bit weird and listen one more thing i'm gonna say about this right in these sorts of films we see people like fall into the sea like jump into like ponds and rivers and all of that kind of thing never in the back of my mind, they're thinking, hope there's no sharks down there. Hope there's no anacondas, no gators. You read, they, they, they always seem to land in bodies of water that are absolutely devoid of predators. <laughs> Where you're just like, yo, know, especially around, you know, the, the Caribbean and Thailand and all of that. There are monsters in the fucking sea. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I feel if mad things are falling in, that's going to be like, you you get the sharks and be like, oh, what could be here? You know what I mean? Let's go feed. So, um, yeah, the, there is that as well. I, I was kind of like, that's interesting. <laughs> but listen, if you enjoy, like the Fast and the Furious, if you enjoy... Um, if you, you know, Monster Hunter, that probably I feel came out around about the same time as this. You know, if they're your bag, right? If you enjoyed the Tomb Raider, especially the Angelina Jolie Tomb Raider films, 
you know what I mean, national treasure, if those sorts of things get, get your blood pumping, you know, then I think Uncharted will work for you. I think you'll enjoy it, you know. It's just not my type of thing, you know. I do like an action adventure, but yeah, not not when a Mission Impossible to it, man. You know what I mean? But yo, it's out. Enjoy. We next have a new um, psychological horror flick. It is time for control. Okay, so my peoples over at Signature hit me up with a new British sci-fi flick called Control. And, man, I just remember watching Possessor a couple of years back, being super impressed. And here's a thing that I've kind of found, like, the, these films, man, low-budget sci-fi can be so good. Actually, I'm not sure if Control is British. <laughs> I might have just made that up. But anyway, I got to take a look, right? It is directed by James Mark, who also co-wrote the film with Matthew Naiman. It is produced by Bruno Marino, executive produced by Emerson Wong, and Cy Bayek, and it is co-produced by Tony Del Rio. Music is from James M. Didley. Um, cinematography is Russ Dejon. It's edited by Naveen Ramaswaran. Casting is Ashley Hilhan. Costume design is Diana Skiratino. Sean Hunter handles uh, prosthetics and stuff, right? We've also got uh, David Dunlap, James F. Findlay, Liam Jollymore, and Nicholas Spencer Murray in the sound department. Um, with some help on the film from David Judha and Chris Mark. Our cast, it's a very small one. So we've got Ellen, played by Sarah Mitch. Roger, played by George Tichatov. Uh, Ellen's daughter, Eve, is played by Evie Louisel. And... The voice we hear throwing out demands is Karen LeBlanc. Yes. So the gist of the film, people, is this. With a fragmented memory and no clear way out, Ellen is forced to complete tasks by an unseen entity whilst trapped in a mysterious room, or else her daughter will be killed. Her only clue is Roger, the man imprisoned alongside her, claiming to be her husband. Thrust into a reluctant partnership, the two must work together to save Elaine's daughter. However, nothing is truly as it seems, and very quickly, a much greater plot is unraveled with Ellen at the centre. Ooh! Sounds a little juicy, right? Sounds a little juicy. And yeah, we open up. Right? We open up with like these, these beat scenes. And then suddenly there's a woman on a chair in a room, right? And she has no clue what's going on. And as a viewer, you're like, what the fuck is going on? Right? You, you There's this intrigue. Um... It's 
you know, one, once we hear like these these commands for tests, like straight away you do think of like escape room. You think of um, the cube, right? Uh, I think what I think that's a kind of a, they have to do tests in those um, horror films, right? The feel there's a, a guy with a mask. Um, I cannot think of what the fucking these, these films are. I've not watched them just because, you know, <laughs> you know me and horror people. But uh, yeah, Jigsaw, right? The, I mean, the protagonist is Jigsaw. Those films, like you, you think of that kind of thing because you know you're. And there's a platform last year. I think it was last year on Netflix, right? I think so. It might, be, it might have been 2020. Who knows? Uh, but you kind of think of those sorts of films, right? Because someone being given commands by an unseen protagonist, having to solve to survive, right? Now, as I said, look, there's been loads of films like that. So it was just like, oh, will this work, right? How, how will they keep us interested? So these tasks start off pretty pretty light, right? And then more things are thrown out there, right, to make it more difficult. So it is intriguing, right? You, you're trying to find out, oh, how can she do these things, right? What's the, what's the gist? And the timer seems to be this computer, computer screen, TV, and if the team goes screen goes all black, then you're out of time. So we're seeing this. We don't actually know the time frame, right? There, now later in the film, it is ref, you know inferred that it might be two minutes, but we're not quite sure because there is a part where it seems that this timer, boy, it, it's taking a nap. <laughs> because the whole sequence seems to take a lot longer than any of the others. So you're like, hmm, what? Like, this may be she's given more time with each task. We don't know, right? There is a limited amount of information that is given to us, the viewer, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, right? But it, it does kind of make you wonder when, um, as I said, look, certain things go on for a lot longer than other ones, and you're like, yo, what happened to the timer, right? So there's things like that, but, you know, it's, it's definitely intriguing. It's definitely intriguing. And then they throw in Roger, and you're like, hmm, okay, what's happening here? Now, I think... I don't know. I I know I did, right? And it's easy to say certain things after after you complete it, right? In hindsight, everyone's like, ah, I knew we should have done, you know? But I kind of felt that there there is, you know, the, the revelation that we get at the end that you kind of figure probably is the case, right? From the very beginning just because I think we've seen it and it is the dark. <laughs> it is the dark way to go, right? With, with these sorts of things, it's not necessarily um, all roses and cream, you know? I think there may have been a similar Black Mirror episode, but I might be forgotten. But yeah, no, there, there's all this intrigue and you know adding different elements helps keep you locked in helps keep you locked in now there are a, a a few things that i was i you know i think with things like this that you kind of figure hold on would someone do that like we have her shouting at the voice which, look, I understand, in frustration, yes, you would shout the voice. But after be, being given the scenario, 
right? You do this or your daughter dies, right? After being given that, I don't know if someone's going to be, I'm not going to compete. I'm not, you know what I mean? I mean, you're going to be wanting to do everything. Like now, I, I, I'd imagine you might be trying to get more information out. Be like, yo, I'm, I've done the task. Could you tell me, like, what's the deal with? But I don't buy that she's going to be like, you do this or I'm not doing a thing. But she wants to save the daughter. And, and then with Roger, again, there's these arguments that take place which you do kind of wonder at. You know what I mean? Because you just feel like, ah, I don't know if that would be happening. Now, as this goes on, right, she gets, starts to get more and more memories back. But I think some of those arguments started before the memories came back, which then kind of, you kind of feel, I don't know if that's happening. Right? I, I think you could be sure with each other because of the stress, but it went beyond shortness. It went straight, and you're just like, I, you know what I mean? You're, you're working together. You want to save your daughter. I don't know. So there's those things. You then kind of wonder, how did the food get in there after Roger appears? Right? There are these things. There are certain things that go, hmm... Also, right, why is this going on? You know, that's the, I mean, that's one of the big things. Like, why is this happening? Because you'd assume it's for, you know, the spring that suddenly starts going down. You'd be like, okay, right. Yes. But it, it, that isn't really addressed. So it is like, hmm, why, right? There's a big why, which I think you can definitely watch the film and be and not, you know, what I mean, like it's not going to ruin the film not having that answer. But I kind of feel that it would have been intriguing to give a, a little bit more of a picture at the end. Like, the answer doesn't have to be because of blah, 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 but just some sort of reference to kind of be like, okay, right. Because, you know, you do assume there is this greater picture. There's this big thing happening. But, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot going down that we don't quite know. Now, the big thing, does this film work? I would say the film does work. I mean, I think you're on your seat wondering what's going to happen, right? It, it, there are these leaps that go down towards the end, right? And you'd be like, wait, if you couldn't do that, how do you do that? You know what I mean? That was one of the big things at the very end. Like, one thing couldn't be done, but then all these other things get done, which you do be like, hold on. What you know, and just a just a little because we don't really know the time frame that in this box, but we assume it's a little while, and a Roger's stubble doesn't grow, <laughs> right? This is one thing you kind of wonder about. Be like, hmm, right? Hair doesn't change, clothes don't look dirtier. Does you think like sweat? and just all of that from being in this situation now the bruising that, that yeah they do do the bruising and they do do the cut right but it, there's a few other little bits that you'd be like eh but that you know semantics semantics I I probably look for too much sometimes you know what I mean but yeah I think if you're looking for some kind of suspense right some little kind of sci-fi Thriller that's got these new nuances, and you enjoy, you know, those, as I said, those films from before, like Escape Room, The Cube, The Platform, um, the Jigsaw films, you know, that's your jam, you like that kind of thing, 
then people, I think, control could well be for you, right? It's available on all your favorite VODs. Um, we've got a link to iTunes if you want to buy and rent from there. So, yeah, people, this sounds like you. If you want to be in control or you want to have control, should I say, then, uh, yeah, go get you some. Okay, so next we've got a new um, flick from Altitude Films. It is House of Darkness. Okay, so people just checked out House of Darkness. This is the new film from uh, Neil Labute. He wrote and directed it. Um, it's produced by Daryl Frenmark, Tim Hans, and Sean Sanghani. It's executive produced by Stephen Morganston and Jonathan Saba. Uh, Co-produced by Shelley D. Needham and associate produced by Michael Barnett. Adam Bossarg handles the music. Dave Daniel Katz, cinematography. Bridget Dumford edits the piece. Um, set decoration is Murray Aiken, Atkinson, uh, Joshua Lee Cohen, and Gerald Chase Wilson. Um, hair and makeup is Jared Balog, Dusty Helms, Shelley Platt, and Josh Turi. Uh, production management is Tyler Vila. Um, and our cast. Oh, it's a small one, right? We've got Hap Jackson, played by Justin Long. Um, Mina Murray is played by Kate Bosworth. We then have Lucy Murray, played by Gia Crovantin. And their other sister, Nora Murray, played by Lucy Walters. So, yeah, very small cast. And the gist, people, the gist of the film is this. We follow a man who drives a woman home. So that's Hap. He drives Mina home after they meet over drinks in a local bar. When she invites him into her home for a nightcap, however, the evening doesn't follow the familiar path towards seduction. Doors creak and lights flicker and go out as the man keeps pushing for romance, even when unexpected occurrences offset his attempts at a romantic connection with his mysterious object of his desire. Whew. Yeah. There you go. Right? It is... Um, it's an interesting film because, you know, for big parts of it, it's just Hap and Mina talking, right? Now, we, we join them as they're driving up to the house, you know, big gates open, and Hap's like, yo, this is huge. You live here alone, right? He's uh, more than happy to go inside, right? You can see that he is hoping that they're going to get a little something going, right? He's hoping for that. And I don't know, Mina throws out a lot of innuendos. It's, it's very uh, charged, their conversation. But the interesting thing about it all, right? I think it's all about the word play here. And you feel, right, there's something more happening. Because like, Mina definitely alludes to some stuff, right? About the character of Hap. 
You know what I mean? Like the questions, his honesty and just things like that. And I think that, I mean, I definitely did, right? You wonder if there's going to be this big revelation that kind of impacts on something that happened in the past, right? Because that's how it all feels where it's going. Um, but the story isn't that kind of clean cut, right? We get these new introductions, right? You know, it's more sisters. I mean, so this story kind of unfolds in this really weird way. It's like creepy. There's definitely this ambiance of like, yo, what is up? Right, and that's done just by lighting and positioning, shadows, all of that kind of thing help really just infuse attention into this piece, which, uh, yeah, definitely, it's interesting, right? We've got waking dreams, if you want to call it that, right? Visions. The lights are going crazy, flickering and all of that. We're hearing, as I said, little creaks and different noises. And you are wondering, all the way through, you are wondering, what is happening here? How is this going to play out? I think especially, you know, when we have film House of Darkness, <laughs> right? You know there's something awry something awry but what is it gonna be what's it gonna be it's like um the cast do a really good job right justin he, you know, he, he's playing this guy who's a little slarmy slarmy slump slurmy slarmy huh slarmy Slimy? Fuck, I can't think of the word. Hmm. But he's a little shady. Let's just say that. He's a little shady. This bugging me. Huh. I don't know what that word is. I'm trying to say. Ah, huh. anyway. He, he's, uh, yeah. I think he, he feels he's a ladies' man. Right? But he's not quite, now, he's probably had some luck with his game, but I think he, he thinks he might be a little, like, uh, catnip for the ladies, right? So there's this cockiness to it, trying to play like he's the everyday man and all of this, but really, there's an undercurrent, right? And, yo. Justin does a great job of doing that. And we've got Kate Bosworth as Mina, who there's a little flirty, you know, going down, but also, right, as I said, it's like all this wordplay. And she's kind of calling him out with certain things, right? So there's this confidence. There's this trying to pretend to be naive, but with that clear indication that, oh, she's playing this whole thing. You know what I mean? And you, it really does come across. Then we get these the other sisters, it's like Lucy and Nora, and, you know, they, you know, Nora especially, because we have more of Nora than we do of Lucy. No, sorry, more of Lucy than we have of Nora. And, um, so that means, right, that uh, Gia Cravantin, man, she really, again, right, she's the more honest of the sisters, right? But she's kind of playing it very straight, right? But a little bit friendly, a little bit standoffish. You know what I mean? It's very believable. What? What we've given is very, I mean, everyone's going to believe, look, we understand, right, this isn't real, but, like, 
if you can, you know, dispel your belief and really just get into this, you think, yeah, these characters feel real, you know? So they do a fantastic job along with, you know, as I said, the lighting, the cinematography, all of that jazz, all of that jazz. You kind of wonder, why is Hat not trying to go earlier, right? You do wonder that because I think there's plenty of indications that this is, it's an off, like there's some off-key shit, right? And you feel a normal person's leaving. But I guess Hat really wanted to get lucky, really wanted to get lucky. And uh, yeah, this, oh, it plays out. This plays out. It's um, yeah, very tense. And it'll keep you on the edge of your, of your seat because you're wondering what's the, um, you know, what's the payoff? Where, where is this going to go? You have your assumptions, but I think it, it's, it's slightly different to what you might think. Um, but yeah, no, I, uh, I definitely enjoyed this one. You know, look, we know everyone involved can act very well. You know, and Justin, I think he, he was in a creep show episode last year, you know, uh, Night of the Living chat show, something like that, right? Did a great job in that. So we know he can do creepy horror, you know, he's been in plenty of other stuff, so have the others. And yeah, they bring the, those years of talent boom, to the big screen, and they do it very well. Now, obviously, I think there's things in the story that you kind of think, ah, it's a shame they didn't bring that to light, right? Or, or go somewhere else with this one little bit. But all in all, Le Butte does a very good job. So, yeah, if you like your creepy, you know, Mm, kind of psychological, but also, mm, you know what I mean? I don't know what you would call supernatural horrors. If, you, if that's your thing, then I think, people, you might enjoy House of Darkness, which, uh, yeah, will be available from all your favourite VODs. Um, so, yeah, check the, uh, check the episode information. You know, all, all, everything's there. All right. So, yes, House of Darkness, go check. And let's bring this week's episode to a close with the new Shudder joint. It is Dead Street. Okay, people, so we have got a found footage horror coming at you from Shudder. All right, it's called Dead Stream, and it is the, uh, you know, the baby of Vanessa and Joseph Winter, who wrote, directed, and edited the film. Right? Um, yeah, they wore a lot of hats in this one. Also, um, producing it along with Melanie Stone and Jared Cook. It is executive produced by Mark L. Anderson, Joshua M. Cook, Lynette B. Cook, Naomi McClure, Amanda Syria, Iris Syria. And Patty Winter. Music was uh, handled by Joseph. Uh, Jared Cook handled cinematography. Um, Amy Lee Nelson Smith was in charge of production design. Meg Cable is art direction. Set decoration is Maggie Glendenin, Tiffany Hilton, and Doug. Van der Grift. Costume design is Anne Hayes. Uh, hair and makeup, Chelsea Bateman. Britlin Gordon. 
Michaela Kester and Samantha Lambaston. And our cast. Well, also, Joshua stars in the film as Sean Ruddy. Uh, we have Melanie Stone as Chrissy. Um, yeah, then we've got Jason K. Wixom as the corner man. Pat Barnett as Hetty. Max Lowland is played by Marty Collins. There's a Latin professor played by Perla Laseo. Um, her daughter is played by Cecilia Austin Laseo. The Hansa kid is played by Hayden Geraghty. The bathtub corpse is played by Ariel Lee. Conjoined twin is Jackson Harker. Hetty's grandson is played by Jeremy Warner. Um, oh, the professor's son is played by Alexander Lassio. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a, a few other people uh, playing ghosts and, you know, bit little characters. Uh, so the gist of um, yeah, the gist of the story is this: a disgraced internet personality, Sean Ruddy, attempts to win back his followers by live streaming one night only, one night alone in a haunted house. But when he accidentally pisses off a vengeful spirit, mm, not quite accidentally. <laughs> <laughs> his big comeback event becomes a real-time fright for his life. Uh, not fright, fight. Well, it was a fright, but it's also a fight for his life. So we open up with um, Sean, right? He, he's this internet guy, and he makes his videos, the rap of Sean right, is his channel, and so we kind of get an intro to that, of him going, oh, these are the videos I create, now, was it in the because he was like, oh, I'm confronting my fears, but some of the videos, you'd be like, I mean, that's more a situation than a fear, but anyway, we, did, we see all of these things, and then suddenly all these headlines come up, you know, he's been kicked off YouTube, kicked off all these other platforms because he went too far, right? Went too far. So then I think it's like six months later, I think he says, uh, he's back, right? He did an apology video, as, you know, people do. You know, I'm sure he learned a lot from this situation, right? That's what they always say, right? And, um, yeah, so through his big comeback, he was like, oh, I'm scared of ghosts, so I'm going to spend the night in a haunted house. And, yeah, so we have him go to this house. Now he does some crazy things, like takes the spark plugs out of his car. I don't know what actually does. <laughs> I don't know nothing about cars, so I didn't quite understand what the spark plugs do, but I'm assuming because he couldn't drive away, they do something big, right? But he padlocks the door, throws away the key. All these crazy things to go, I'm not going to leave, right? Sets up cameras everywhere, and, um, yeah. Does a few crazy things, which basically unleash everything. But one of the big things of him staying there was he was going to look to provoke the ghosts so he could record them. Crazy ass idea. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I ain't go firstly, I ain't going to no haunted house. But if I was there, I ain't trying to piss no one off. You know what I mean? That's insane. It's insane. So we have all of this happen. We have some people to like it, it's uh yeah I, I think it definitely 
makes you jump. You know what I mean? I've, I, man, I was jumping all over the shop. Ain't gonna lie, you know. And I think, um, you know, Joseph does a good job of playing a very irritating internet person, right? You really do get that vibe that he is that, um, you know, cocky asshole trying to get likes, doing what he can to, um, you know, get the followers on his side and all of this kind of junk, right? So I can um, do a great job of that. It's lit very well because, you know, we get all these shadows and, you know, these tricks of the light and all of that, which really do play into this whole aesthetic of, is this house haunted? Right, hearing all these noises and everything, they definitely do a very good job of creating the right ambiance. You know, it's uh, it is it is very creepy. Now, the uh, the ghouls, the monsters, the ghosts, whatever you want to call them. I mean, they don't always look realistic. You know what I mean? But when they suddenly appear out of nowhere, it makes you jump. It does make you jump. And uh, Melanie Stone does a very good job with Chrissy, right? Very good job with Chrissy. And it's real interesting that character's arc, right? Because I think there's a lot of things that definitely take you by surprise definitely take you by surprise with Chrissy and her introduction to the piece. So, um, yeah, you know, like the conjoined twins, it's creepy as fuck. It's definitely creepy. I mean, when you look a bit closer, you know, hey, but that's all, like, obviously, look, this is a low-budget indie film, so they ain't got the money for the, the crazy prosthetics and all of that. So what they do do, yeah, hats off. And as I said, look, I think if you just saw these things like in the light of day and all of that, you know, might not be the same thing, but the way everything is introduced, right? The lighting and just all of that, it works, right? It works. And so when you first see them, you jump. It's scary. It's fucking eerie as shit. You know what I mean? Like, so when you see them more, yeah, it's not quite the same, but you're already shook. So now it's like, whatever. You know what I mean? Because you are on the fucking edge. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. No, this was... This was a decent... This was a decent flick, right? We've, we've seen a few of these found footage ones. Um you know, and on Shudder, right, so there was Host, uh, Curse of Akuna, right, those were ones, um, there was that one with the guy who, uh, drove the, um, the rideshare, right, which I forget the name of that, right, there was that one, and then there was the, uh, there was another kind of film, um, she, I think it was Shook or Lucky, right? So we, we there, there's been a few, and they are all very different, right? They, they like different lighting, different effects, different ambiance, but they've all worked in their own way. So I think this is another good addition to all of that, right? Oh, yeah, and there was the um, Airbnb type one, right? Earlier in this year, which Superhost, I think that's what it was called, right? So I think, look, if you were a fan of all of those, I think Deadstream will definitely work for you, you know? If you're a fan of just that take on internet personalities, you know, having their downfall, as it were, um, yeah, again, this will work for you, man. So I think the moral of this story is, don't go to a fucking haunted house. 
right? And if you do, if you're crazy enough to do that, don't repeat shit that someone tells you, <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, don't do that. Don't antagonize, you know what I mean? And, and don't throw away your keys and shit like that. Because, yeah, you want to get out of there. You know what I mean? Boy, <laughs> I'm, I'm, whew, I'm glad it is light outside because, yeah, definitely feeling uneasy. But, uh, yeah, there you go, people. Deadstream, it is now available on Shudder. Have fun, but be careful. Okay, so let's bring this to a close, shall we? Um, Alright, so we're getting a sequel to um, Ghostbusters Afterlife, and um, it's been confirmed that McKenna Grace will be reprising her role as B.B. Spengler. So, which kind of makes sense because I think this film in the new one, the Spankers are back to New York City. So, yeah, it'd be a bit weird if she wasn't there, right? <laughs> Supposedly, they're looking for the film to drop December 2023. So, we'll see what happens with that. Um, Lionsgate have also confirmed a 2023 date, you know, September the 22nd to be precise, for the um, return of their Expendables um, franchise, right, so supposedly the synopsis is, armed with every weapon they can get their hands on, and their skills to use them, the Expendables are the world's last line of defense. But new team members with new styles and tactics are going to give the new the term new blood a whole new meaning. Uh, it's being directed by Scott Moore and it is written by Spencer Cohen and Max Adams. Uh, Kevin King Templeton, Les Weldon and Yaviv Lima are um, Juicing, and in this film we've got 50 Cent, Megan Fox, Tony Ja, Aiko Lassi, Jacob Scipio, Levi Tran, Andy Garcia, Sylvester Stallone, Jason Statham, Dolph Lundgren, and Randy Couture. Okay, um, now, and Okay, so yes, we're getting a new um, Planet of the Apes film, right? It's uh, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, right? Supposedly it is set many years after War for the Planet of the Apes. Okay, so we got um, Kevin Durant. In, um, yeah, he's going to be in it, along with Ray Allen, Peter McCon, Edgar Darville, and Owen T. And this one is directed by Wes Bell. So, uh, yeah. Interesting. Um, also, people, um, yeah, with you know, Sony, they're really trying to bring their Marvel Universe together, and um, you know, they, they've uh, earmarked El Muto, right, which will be starring Bad Bunny, Bad Bunny, Bad Bunny, you know, um, who is a um, luchador, right, with superpowers passed down from generation to generation in a single family, right, it is, um, being written by Gareth Dunnett Alcor, 
and this will mark the first lead role with a Latino character. It is scheduled to drop on the 12th of January 2024. And let's go down with this because you know, Stephen King has dropped his new book, Fairy Tales. And um, yeah, it has been copped by Universal Pictures. Now, Paul Greengrass is directing. Um, yeah, Paul Greengrass, who's writing it? Hmm, I am not quite sure. But Greengrass and Greg Goodman will be producing. So it follows a 17-year-old boy who inherits the keys to a terrifying world where good and evil are at war. The stakes could not be higher for that world and ours as he journeys into the mythic roots of human storytelling. Okay, people, I am now going to go and crash. Enjoy your film watching. And uh, yeah, I should see you next week. Bye. Peace.